Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, football fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 254. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we're going to talk football. We are on the eve of the 2018 CFL season, and the only thing I got to say is it's showtime. We're going to be breaking down the next four shows that are, oh, geez, where are my shows? There they are. Okay, we got Edmonton and Winnipeg, Toronto, Saskatchewan, Hamilton over in Calgary, and Montreal playing in BC. Oh, my God. It's football season. It's football season. We've waited six long months for this day, maybe longer, seven months, and it's here. I know Will's excited. Charles is excited. Mark's online. We're going to, and Chris is coming in a little bit. He's just on his way home from work. We're going to have an awesome show. We're going to break down each of your new games, and we're going to run over a bunch of other stuff. And we'll probably do some predictions for this year and find out what we're going to do and who's going to do what and who's going to eat crow because we always end up eating crow. Hey, yeah, so what's going on? All sorts of things are happening, man. It's football season. Even like the uh, the, the, the province newspaper in Vancouver has like six, five, four or five pages on on the BC Lions, and that's like totally unheard of. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked. I'm a little disappointed I'm not going to any football games this year, or at least none planned at this point in time. I'm sure I'll get down there sometime. But, hey, what are we going to do? All sorts of wonderful things are happening, and, uh, well, most teams are exciting to be watching. There's a few that are kind of iffy and scary and see what's going to happen. But what the hell, man? It's football season. Let's uh, open up some mics and uh, bring in the panel and – Let's talk some football because, hey, why not? That's what we do. Charles, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you doing? Excited, excited, excited. Did I mention I was excited? Uh, yeah, just a little bit, bro. I'm yeah. pretty stoked about this. Hey, you know, I got a question mm-hmm. for you. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Um, last okay. year they did the, 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 the Manny Bobblehead night. Did You You said yep. you were going to grab one for me. Do you still have it? You know what? I did, and I still have it. I was. It's funny you bring that up because I was looking for looking at it just the other day. It was <laughs> It was sitting on a shelf in my house, and I looked at it. I'm like, I've still got that. I haven't given it to you yet, but I do still have it. Okay, that would be cool. You know, I yep. don't know when I'm going to see you next at football. Mm-hmm. I don't want to drag it to a football game anyhow, but if you're out and about, drop it off at the, the, the wine store, and I'll kind of pick it up from there. Okay, I can do that. i gotta, I got to go down in another week or so, or somebody will be there, but that, that would be advantageous mm-hmm. for me. Yep. Thanks, bro. I can certainly I appreciate do that. No it. problem. I, I, yep. Thank you for taking care of me like that. It's awesome. Yeah, no, no worries. Okay. We got all the mics opened up, so Will, come on board, buddy. How you doing? Uh, uh, I'm fine. I'm wonderful. I'm fantastic. Guess we what? Football. This football. Real football, football tomorrow. Real football. football. Yeah. All the cuts are made. Real football. No more okay. preseason crap. No more so I'm I'm completely I'm completely stoked. Yeah, I'm completely man. stoked. So no doubt about it. Cannot yeah, even wait. though we got 
cannot wait. It's going to be a jeez, oh, I don't know. It's just I'm so excited. It, it kind of hit me kind yeah, of something too. too because I just didn't expect it. You know, I'm I was actually drove down to the coast today and 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 goofing off down there. I didn't even think one for one second about football. And then I, on my way back, I go, hey, I got a radio show. I get I get to talk football. Yeah, awesome. This has been so cool, so exciting for me. <clears throat> okay. So, yeah, preseason's done. It's in the book. <coughs> Does any take anybody – you know, I put up a post on Let's Talk CFL. Never mind. Let me, let, let, let's get to Mark. Mark, welcome. How are you doing? Yes, I'm doing I wonderful. Excited. I am definitely excited about uh, mm-hmm. football. I get to go to the game tomorrow, of course, I the open the season. <clears throat> and as my new hashtag is, in Strebler we trust – yeah, you, you better. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I, this is kind of when you hoped you had Kevin Glenn. And it's Winnipeg football, so we're going to be having a chance of severe thunderstorms. Yes, yes. Hello, we're Rachel looking for a big game delay. It wouldn't yeah. be CFL season in Winnipeg if uh, it wasn't a chance of thunderstorms. <clears throat> nope. I know, I know, it, I know. It's an 80% chance of rain and a chance of severe thunderstorms. So expect a long football game. Very cool. Very cool. What was I going to say before I introduced Mark? I was on a tangent and I, I, I reeled myself back in. Now I've been having a senior moment and can't remember. Nope. Okay. Let's move on. Can't be that important anyhow. Well, it's football, so it's ultimately important, but that's okay. Okay, so uh, what's up? Anything new, wonderful? Anything's going on that's just absolutely stellar in your your neck of the woods? Anybody? Hmm. Football related. My way. Hot soon. (laughs) Okay, football related. Okay. Football related. We've repartnered with Last Word on Sports for the podcast. I I I heard that. Excellent. Yeah, I'm glad that they're they're back online and and a presence in the football world, the CFL football world, and. uh, Congrats to the boys over in Last Word on Sports, and uh, we've been toting their their flag all along every podcast, and uh, we'll just continue to do so. And yep. uh, hopefully they, they they reciprocate and promote our show, and we get yep. a lot of new listeners. We got a lot of new Americans, as Mark's pointing out, that are joining the Let's Talk CFL uh, Facebook yes, page, we do. and they're the media down south of the border seems to be taken off on this Johnny Football Manziel garbage and uh good on it and this is awesome we got more and more americans coming on board and uh last year last week at the show we had our board lit up and uh you know we took a couple calls and it really wasn't worth it but (laughs) (laughs) it was funny as hell because we don't normally do that so uh we we had a fun little fun thing but uh, yeah we're serious now this is football we gotta we gotta yep break down these games and we're going to do some predictions and we're going to just absolutely have fun. And uh, so the first one up is Edmonton at Montreal or sorry, Edmonton at Winnipeg. And uh, the beer snake comes out, rears its ugly head. First game of the season. Wow. Who's going to call this game? Charles, I'm going to throw it at you. What do you well, think is going to happen in this game? 
Well, Mark's probably not going to like what I'm saying, but I'm looking at it one way, really. I'm looking at it Mike Riley versus Chris Strebler. One of these things is not like the other. Um, Let's do some Sesame Street. Yes. (laughs) And I know that, uh, you know, he played well in the preseason, or at least in the first game, and um, he... um, and, it was um, very they've got ordinary in the in second Winnipeg. game. Very ordinary in the second game. I know I was there. I was watching it. Uh, very ordinary in the second game. And I know this Bomber team, this Bomber offense, has a lot of talent. you got guys like Andrew Harris. And uh, you got got um, receivers. you got Weston Dressler. you got the other guy, uh, Darius Bowman, there now. But w- the offense starts and finishes with the quarterback. And... This guy is going to probably have a bit of a long night, I think. Uh, I know the Bombers' defense is going to be pretty good, but you got to look at it. You, you've got Mike Riley, the reigning MVP of the league, against Chris Strebler, a guy straight out of college. I'm sorry, but I can't see the Bombers pulling this out. Uh, I'm sorry, Mark. You're probably not going to like that, but you got to look. You got to look at facts as facts, and you got probably the best quarterback in the CFL against a guy that's never started a game before, and I think that's really where the difference in this game is going to be. Uh, the Bombers got a decent defense. I think they can keep it somewhat close, but Mike Riley in the Edmonton offense is going to be able to uh, to put the Eskimos over the hump in this one. It just It's a mismatch, a complete mismatch at quarterback. Uh, I'm going to go with the Edmonton winning this one 31-31. And I'll give the kids a little bit of room. I'm going to go Bomber 31, or excuse me, Eskimo 31, Bomber 17. 31-17, okay. Ah, I think that's very generous to the Bombers. Probably, but, you know, you know, they do have some weapons there, and Andrew Harris is always good running the ball, so. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Okay, William, what do you got on this yes, game? Yes, sir. You're gonna, Sorry, you're gonna what, did Charles, the, the what did Charles? What did Charles predict? Thirty-one seventeen for the Edmonton Eskimos. Right. Thirty-one seventeen. Okay. Um, well, you know what? These first games of any season are really hard to predict. Okay, they always drive me insane. Um, you know, Winnipeg's back is up against the wall because they don't have a proven quarterback. Edmonton's coming to town with Mike Riley and the rest of his gang. And I've been thinking about this quite a bit today. And I mean, hey, you know what? Either this guy's a dud or or he'll gain experience and he'll be decent. But once again, I'm going back to my buddy Christopher Jones philosophy. You just have to manage the game when you have a good team. Just ask Bo Levi. Okay, so I'm going to be a very optimistic guy this year, and I'm starting to drink the Kool-Aid that Mark is is making. Chris Drebler is our man. Here we go. Are you shitting me? Really? Here we go. Here we go. Winnipeg 27. Uh, Edmonton 17. You're picking the bombers. Freak. I don't even think Mark's going to do that. Uh, Mark, go ahead, brother. 
Oh, you'd be wrong, Christopher. Um, yes, we have a raw rookie, a very raw 23-year-old rookie. But we also have Bowman, who's going to be amped up because it is Edmonton. You've got Harris, who's coming off a career year and is looking to continue on that. And Edmonton is missing Grimes, Johnny Adams, and RJ Colquan, or however you say it. Their top three defensive backs are out in the injured list. Grimes is on the suspended list dealing with some stuff at home. So this is a perfect opportunity for this kid. It's a rookie against rookies. Their D-backs are behind everybody are rookies. So when you look at it from that, it's going to help. Guys like Bowman, Adams are going to be able to get open. Dressler is going to be able to get open. He doesn't have to throw 60-yard bombs. He's got to throw five-yard outs. Our defenses should be vastly improved. And Chris, I was going to ask you, is there a Adam Big Hill bobblehead? Yeah, I got one. Uh, you might want to put some tape over one of the fours because that's the number he's going with now. It's just number four. Oh, is he? Because he was running yeah. 50 in preseason. Yeah, he was just he was deciding what to do because it had to do with some other stuff. And so he's gone with number four. So if you just put some tape over it, you'll be good. Oh, he's a BC Lion, number 44. He will be back in BC, if not next year, the year after. So I'm, I'm not, not doing it. Matt Baker. Matt Baker thinks that uh, BC's 100% moved on from him. Yeah, I I would not I would not bet my my money on that on my lunch money no. on that one. <laughs> anyway, now I'm going to go with the Bombers. I'm going to go 24-19 for Winnipeg. 24. Nineteen for yep. Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Where's Chris? Is he here yet? Chris, where are you? Come on, buddy. Give me a number, Chris. Uh, okay, <laughs> I am going to jump on this one, and I am all over this. I think the Edmonton Eskimos are going to absolutely destroy the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and it is going to be 39-14. 39-14. Thirty-nine fourteen for Edmonton. Yes, we know that the first week of the CFL season is always considered preseason, and anything can happen. But it's Mike Riley, damn it! How can you bet against Mike Riley, especially going against a rookie? I mean, Winnipeg couldn't deal with him last year. How do they think they're going to deal with him? No, forget it. Winnipeg that's doesn't the, have a hope in this game. That's the thing with me. It, it's not so much uh, the Bombers not being uh, putting up points. I just think that when you got a guy like Mike Riley, he's just going to outscore him if he has to. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I don't understand. I don't know. I understand Winnipeg how anybody also- could- Winnipeg also beat Edmonton in uh, There's both Chris. regular season games. During the regular season last year, Winnipeg won um, both games against them. So there's that. With, yeah, okay, we'll see with, what happens. With Matt Nichols as the quarterback. You did have a quarterback, though, didn't you? Yeah, yes, but like I said earlier, this could be the Charles. second coming of happen? Matt Dunnigan. This could be Charles. the next Matt Dunnigan on the field. 
or Tricop. Ignore that, Charles. I just phoned you by oh, mistake. He, and yeah, there was one other thing. Um, where is it here? While we're waiting for Chris. Do 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 do. Um, he worked out his pro day, which every single NFL team, Strevler's pro day, uh, every single CF or NFL team sent somebody. He ended up with a mini camp invite from Chicago, which he declined, and then um, was looking at a few other teams, and he declined them to come to Winnipeg, which is weird. Um, but his pro day, he, Seriously? he runs a he, yeah. He runs a four four five forty. He had a thirty eight and a half inch vertical and a ten foot five inch broad jump. His he's a numbers, quarterback. Nobody cares. Yeah, but his numbers were among the top three of all quarterbacks that were in the two thousand eighteen NFL Combine. So this kid's got some skill. He's got some athleticism, and he's a big every. <laughs> He's six foot two, two oh nine. He's a big player. Yeah, yeah. Every yeah, quarterback yeah. who comes into any league is talented. Let's face oh, it. Oh, I know. Okay. Yeah. So. And Edmonton has no film on him. Hey, I'm just trying to find stuff. Okay. You're, That's you're, true. You're Edmonton doesn't. No, no. Edmonton. But Edmonton doesn't have Edmonton doesn't have film. That's a big thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he'll be so he'll be good for about that. They could have watched he'll be good for about the first quarter. Three passes against third stringers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, Charles you know, BC played their starting defense in the first half. Yeah. What happened? Played till the second half. He didn't play until it was the, in the third. Didn't quarter they keep the line because they kept all the offensive starters on? They the kept them on half. for the first two series. Okay. And the first throw, he, first throw he made with a pick six to uh, over Foster. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you expect that though. Yeah. Okay. I, I I've opened up the mic here. We've got uh, we've got Chris online now, buddy. How you doing? Good. Good. How about you guys? Damn good. awesome. We're talking good. football, bro. Perfect. How the hell yeah, does it I get know. any better? I mean, shit, man. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Awesome. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Speaking of tomorrow, we have already made our predictions on the Winnipeg game, Edmonton-Winnipeg game. Charles and Christopher both put pick Edmonton. I picked them 39-14. Yeah. Will and Mark are going with the Bombers. Will took them 27-17, okay. and Mark took them 24-19. What's your call, bud? Okay. Uh, Edmonton. I... I, I... I love what Winnipeg did, and I, I was looking forward to it. But I, you, you, there's no way you're going to throw in a college quarterback and expect to beat Edmonton. I'm sorry. They're just even if Edmonton's not that good, which I think they're not bad. I, I there's no way this guy is going to show up. And I mean, I heard the last comments there about you know, I mean, you know, they won't have film on him and all that stuff. It won't matter. This, I mean, this kid's going to be over his head, and it's going to show. And uh, but I, the score is so hard. Uh, let's go, I'll go, let's see, 32 to 10. Okay. For Edmonton. For Edmonton. Yeah, he, it, it's so much over his head. That's a good way of putting it. This kid is 
out of his element. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's literally just in November finished playing for South Dakota. I mean, I'm sorry, but this kid is going to – this game is going to go so fast – for him, I I just can't. But I don't think he finishes the game. I think we see Ross. To be honest with you, you may not. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 Oh well. Shit happens. Yep. <sighs> Moving. He's the only on. second person ever. To, he's the only only the uh, only second quarterback to ever do it, though. Everybody remembers who the first one was, right? For to play his At first game right out of college. There you go, the AC, yep. And that didn't work too well for him either. We all remember the end of his career, but the beginning of his career was pretty questionable. (laughs) He's he's lucky he made it as far as he did. Yep, pretty much. Because if it was his Las Vegas and Hamilton days, he he should have been gone. Yep. Yep, no, he He, got lucky. He he did a Drew Willie on us. Yeah. So to speak. Okay. I'm trying to find so, out how his first game went. I'm just seeing if I can find a score for him. Vegas? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking it up. I can't find it at the moment. I'm sure I'll find it here in a second. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't good. <clears throat> Saskatchewan or Toronto Argonauts, Grey Cup champions, heading over to Saskatchewan to play the Rough Riders. Now, hang on. Correct me if I'm wrong. Does, don't we always have the first game of the season is a uh, Grey Cup rematch? What happened here? Used to be. Yeah, normally, Used yeah. Used to be. Hmm. So, Toronto should be playing in Calgary, shouldn't they? Or vice versa? Huh? Guess they're breaking with tradition. They're shaking it okay. up. Okay. We got the trade. Defending Grey Cup champion Toronto Argonauts are into Regina to play the Rough Riders. Wow. This one's a not really – oh, God. Who, Zach Caleros. Like, up many, many times before. Uh, this is the first time it's going to be this way. Charles, take us away. What's going to happen? This really depends on, I think, mainly on what kind of Zach Calero shows up in this game. Uh, He played in the game, of course, the other night, uh, or last week, and the reviews on him were not good at all. He uh, really struggled in the – it was preseason, but that makes it even worse. You would think a veteran guy like Caleros – would be able to have some success in the preseason, especially against a visiting team, because a lot of times they send their scrub players, especially when they're the visitor. But uh, he did not look good last week, and um, he's going to be playing against the Argos' uh, top defense of the defending Grey Cup champions. I don't like this game for Saskatchewan. There is something to be said, as I've said before, of Saskatchewan playing at home. That team is always seemingly a different team at home. The the crowd really gets behind them. We know that, and they seem to feed off that energy. But that could also have kind of a reverse effect for Zach Caleros, maybe uh, put some butterflies in his stomach and maybe put some nerves in him. Uh, you've got the Argos starting out, the defending Grey Cup champions, looking to go back-to-back, and 
what probably is going to be Ricky Ray's last season. I say probably because with Ricky Ray, you never do really know until he actually announces. Uh, I think the Argos are going to get off on the right foot here. I just think, um, I don't know. I'm no longer sold on Caleros. I know it was just one preseason game, but he apparently looked horrible. Uh, Just actually pulling up his stats here. um, They got 12 points. Uh, That's not good. And in the game, Zach Caleros was 6 of 16 for 41 yards. That's not something you're going to be excited for. I mean, of all of the um, starting quarterbacks around the league, you want to see, your, especially in the, season, uh, in the second preseason game, you want your starter to be rounding into form. If that's the form that Zach Caleros is rounding into, that's a scary proposition for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I think the Argos are going to win this game on the road. I think they're going to get off to a good start. I'm going to predict this one. I'm going to say uh, Argos 27 and Saskatchewan 14. We'll see if uh, Zach Caleros um, uh, is really uh, still uh, capable of getting it done or if the end time in Hamilton has maybe ruined him. We'll see how, how it goes. Okay, Charles, thank you very much. William, yes. you're a big Zach Kalaros fan, or is that me? Um, uh, I think that's you. I think okay. Zach Kalaros is a bum. Um, ah, but that's just me. Uh, you know what? I This is a hard game to pick. Um, yes, defending Craig Cup champions, the 9-9 nine and nine defending Craig Cup champions, okay? Yep. They weren't great. They weren't great last year. I do believe they have improved. As a matter of fact, I was thinking today, um, Jim Barker's off the hook. You know how Jim Barker's off the hook? Because Toronto got T.J. Heath back in the off season, and Winnipeg cut the first round draft pick from last year that they got from Toronto for Drew Willie. So it. So Jim Berger's looking pretty good right now. So maybe he'll get another job. You never know. Anyways, um, you know what? I, I I think Eastern teams suck, period. And they're going into Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan's going to be hyped. And I got a feeling that that uh, Chris Jones, if Zach Kolaris does not play well, I do not think he will even hesitate to stick Brandon Bridge in there. And then Brandon Bridge brings a whole new kind of thing. So I'm not going to agree with anybody tonight, I'm sure. So I am going. I'm going exactly the opposite of Charles. I'm going to go 27-14 for Saskatchewan. Okay, that's an interesting call, Mark. What do you got? Uh, yeah, I was actually looking at it, and after watching some of the highlights of the Calgary-Saskatchewan game, which I didn't see, of course, um, if that's the offensive line Saskatchewan's trotting out, Caleros isn't going to last long. That hit he took, which I believe would have been the spot that Travis Bond would have been on, Um that hit he took was ridiculous. He can't take a lot of those hits, or he's going to end up with Drew Willie syndrome. 
And right now, looking at them on paper, Saskatchewan does have a better team. If you look at the players, but I'll still take Ricky Ray, a healthy Ricky Ray, which we all know he is. I'll take a healthy Ricky Ray over pretty much any quarterback in the CFL right now. I'm going to go Toronto. I'm going to say it's close. Um, 21-18 Toronto. Lots of, lots of food for thought here from you guys. You know, I cannot argue with anything that any of you guys said. I can't argue with your picks, even the ones that go countering everything. So, Chris, come out and let help us out here. Get, bring some wisdom. Well, I'm going to go with Will. I'm going to go with Saskatchewan winning. I think that it would be a close game. Um, I think that the edge is going to end up going to Saskatchewan because they're at home. I, I think that that's a huge deal for them. And I agree. I think they won't have, I think Jones is actually thinking of doing a tandem quarterback again. Anyway, I, I think we see bridge and I think that that, that worked for him last year and, and he's a creature of habit. So I think he's going to do the switching all the time. And uh, just the talent that's around the quarterback is, is so great too, that, I just think they're going to win it, and but it'll be close. I'm going to go 25 to 21 for Saskatchewan. I wow. just think it's going to be home. That's it. The home's going to win it for them. So you got home team versus Ricky Ray is what we really yep. comes down to because we know Ricky Ray's yep. the better quarterback. Ricky Ray can motivate any team. Ricky Ray is the X factor in Toronto. And the X factor in Saskatchewan is the fan base. It's not the team. It's how rabbit can the fans be? Can they make a difference in the outcome of this game? Because they do make the difference in the outcome of football games. No one can dispute that. Yep. Oh, my goodness. What do I do? And is it going to be high scoring or is it going to be low scoring? Is it going to be a defensive struggle between two games? Two teams, or is it going to be an offensive? Bah. I'm so torn here. Score is going to be 28 to uh, 26. Or, oh, SRT, 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 SRT. Uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I just I'm gonna go with Will on this one. The East just sucks. And regardless of how bad I think Saskatchewan is going to be this year, they're still going to be better than the Eastern Division because they're in the West. They have to be. So I'm gonna pick the Saskatchewan Rough Riders twenty eight twenty six. That was hard. Mm-hmm. Okay. So definitely hard. It was. It was very hard. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> sure you don't. Let's talk CFL. Okay, next up on the agenda, we have a awesome battle between... No, we don't. We did. This is not going to be an awesome battle. This is Hamilton Tiger Cats with Johnny Football Manziel in, going into Calgary to play the Stampeders. 
I defy anybody here to pick Hamilton to win this game, okay? I'm calling it right now. It is going to be a unanimous selection straight across the board. Calgary will be victorious here. Now, that being said, by how much? Hmm. Interesting. Johnny Manziel versus Bo Levi Mitchell. You might. This is like Ricky Ray versus Strebler. <laughs> Strebler or whatever the hell his name is. It's the same thing. We got a we got a raw rookie playing a, a seasoned veteran. And there's Manziel's no way Hamilton. Not playing, What's that? Manziel's, Manziel's, not, Manziel's playing. not playing. Oh, he's not going to well, start, right? <laughs> Mazzoli he's is not starting. Okay, so Jeremiah Mazzoli versus Bo Levi. Even I'm going to yeah. pick Bo Levi on this one. Okay, Charles, take it away. What's your thoughts on June Jones versus Dave Dickinson? Yeah, well, I'm right on page with you. I'm not going to – there's no way I would pick Hamilton in this game. Going into Cal- – this game in Calgary or Hamilton, it doesn't matter. I think yeah, Calgary. Calgary. It's in Calgary. It doesn't, any, doesn't make any difference. I remember what happened last year when Hamilton went into um, Calgary. I believe they Calgary. got beaten like 60 to 1 or yep. something like that. They got absolutely yes, uh, mollywopped to a pulp. Yes. Uh, but uh, it's probably, I don't think it's going to be quite that lopsided this time. Uh, I, don't, it, I don't anticipate it's going to be really close either. Uh, Calgary, is, I. And here's the thing. I'm not expecting Calgary to be as good as they have been in past years. They've been 14-win teams. I could see them falling back a couple of games. This is not going to be one of them. They are still a uh, significantly better, I think, right now than the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, I think they're going to show it. Um, I think um, it's going to be a rough start for the uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh of course, Mazzoli's going to play. Do we get to see Johnny Manziel at all? Well, I think we actually might because I think there could be come a point where Calgary gets ahead far enough that June Jones says, oh, let's give him some playing time. Uh, but I do believe that uh, this is going to be a uh, Calgary win, significant Calgary win. I think Calgary puts up 40. Um, I'm going to say they double them up. I'm going to see Calgary 40, Hamilton 20. 40 to 20 for the Stamps. Yep. Wow. Let's see how ridiculous Will's score is going to be. Well, in order for Calgary to do what I think they're going to do this year, I'm going to, I'm going to have to pick Calgary in every game this year, just so you guys know I'm warning you now, okay? Because the 18-0 Calgary, Calgary Stampeders are going to be pretty impressive, let me tell you. Um, I, I, I think Calgary is going to be fantastic this year. I think they're going to be better than they've been in the last two seasons. And I, I don't think, you know, Charles, you say they're going to drop a couple of games. I don't think they are, to be honest with you. Um, but this game, beginning of the season, lots of new pieces, um, Calgary, they're not going to score that many points. It's only going to be 39 to 8 for Calgary. 39 to 8 for Calgary. 
And they're not going to score very many points. That's one less than Charles picked. Yeah, I know. I was being I was being sarcastic, Christopher. Come on. Yes. I know. I know. I know. But I was expecting 56 or 50 something, you know, from you. No, no, no. Hamilton's gonna, you know, they're gonna show their own because they got, but they got Molly Wap last year, and I remember that very well because I talked to I talked to Chris more than I've ever talked to anybody in a football game in my <laughs> life because the second half was just a dud. So, okay, Mark. Hamilton Tiger Cats, Calgary Stampeders. Picking the Tiger Cats. Guess it helped to turn the mic on. Eh? Obviously, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Calgary on this one. You can't pick Hamilton. Hamilton is <clears throat> a vastly improved team from where they were at the start of last season. They better. They were like 0-9. <laughs> they are a much better team. Um, I'm not sure how far Masoli can take them from the beginning of the season and they have a tough start and when you start with Calgary uh, it's not a free space with Hamilton but they are definitely overmatched I'm not going to go with as wide a spread in the points I'm going to say Calgary 31 Hamilton 17 Hmm. I'm liking that score a little bit better. Uh, what was that, Mark? 31-17? 31-17. Okay. Chris, what you got? Well, I mean, Calgary's going to win. I mean, I think you're right when you started with the fact that I think it's going to be unanimous across the board. Um, oh, I'm going to pick Hamilton. It definitely – there you go. Uh, it definitely won't be the beating that we saw last year. I, I think that the Hamilton is a vastly improved team. I have to agree with uh, Charles. And uh, I, I, I think <clears throat> the, the score is always hard to pick, right? Like, I mean, it is. It's just a guess, especially beginning of the year because you haven't seen anybody really play meaningful football yet. Um, I, I have a little bit of lean towards Will's that they might be actually the best team we've seen in a while, which is crazy to say, but I just think that they got rid of some issues with what they did in the off season. And everybody talked about the loss of leadership, but I think nobody's really talking about the fact that they regenerated the team a bit too. And I mean, everybody pointed out that the people that left were the ones that said the bad things after the game, great cup. I think we all kind of caught that. And I think that, necessarily that wasn't why they went, but maybe it had a lot to do with the, with just a new attitude um, and vision. I mean, they have rookies too. Um, so I'll go 35 to 20, 35 to 20. I, I think Hamilton's a way better team than, than, than we think. Like, I think they've improved a lot, and I think that they will. Mazzoli looked good. I liked what he did at the end of the season. I can't see him really changing that up a ton. So, yeah, I'll go 35-20. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be an entertaining game at least instead of the humiliation that was before. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to pick uh, Calgary here. Surprise! And <laughs> I'm going to come in at 36-16. 
3616 is what I'm going to put down there and put the big C for Calgary. Well, there we go. What have I got here to play here? Have I got something cool to put on? We do this one? No, there's no point in doing that one. I like this. Game of Thrones. Wally Buono. Yeah. The start of the last season of a massive tenure in coaching history. I'm disappointed Game of Thrones isn't on until next season, next year. I mean, seriously, they got me... They got me all psyched about it coming out in April, and it was April 2019, not 2018. I'm really pissed off. Okay. Oh, hi, Mrs. Will. We didn't get we didn't get to talk to Mrs. Will. That's not fair. Okay. Here, say something, honey. Say hello, honey. Hello, honey. There you go. Oh, you weren't talking to me. <laughs> yeah, I was, big fella. Okay. <laughs> Montreal Alouettes, the tire fire of the CFL, going into Vancouver to play the Vancouver Kittens. I mean, BC Lions. Oh, my good Lord. I'm really hoping this is another unanimous decision. I think everybody's going to pick BC here. But, hey, I'm not going to bet any money on that one. Ah, uh, yeah. Going to be a good game. Charles, you're going to be at this one. Start us I off. I will be there. Yes. I'm going to be there. And just a quick up front, I will laugh at anyone that picks the Montreal Alouettes in this game. <laughs> just for forewarning. Um, you know what? The BC Lions are a team. I think the Lions are one of the most interesting teams heading into this season because they had a lousy season last year. We know that. They finished 7-11, finished in last in the West. Uh, this team could really go one of three ways. They could stay the same. Well, they can't really go any other. They can't go down because they finished last. But this team, I could see there's a possibility that they might stay the same. There's a possibility they could be considerably better this year. It all depends on how the defense gels. With some of the, they put, they've got a lot of new parts on that defense with guys like Otha Foster, with guys like um, um, uh, Odell Willis, and um, Coleman, I can't remember his first name. Um, Davon, whatever. Davon Coleman. Yes, Davon Coleman. Yes. So this could be an even better. Those can be impact players. I mean, looking at last year, I mean, last week Odell Willis looked like he was 22 again. Um, so if those guys can really um, step to the forefront and play to their potential, this could be a very, very, very good defense. And then you go to the other side of the ball, where you got Jonathan Jennings, who, of course, we know struggled last year. Uh, he got off to a really rough start. Um, he we was got off to a good battling, start. Sorry, he got off to a decent start. Then he got injured, and he was not the same after he was injured because I'm not convinced he was ever truly healthy. They've beefed up the offensive line. They brought back uh, Javon um, Olafoye. They brought in. Um, there was another big offensive lineman they brought in. What was, who is, is escaping me? Does anyone remember? There was another one. The name's escaping me right now. Whatever. They brought in another. They've, they've put in reinforcements on that offensive line. If Jonathan Jennings can return to the form that we saw two years ago, the Lions are going to be right in the thick of it in the West because they have the potential to be a very, very good football team. They, a lot of things have to happen for that. 
but they certainly at least have the potential. Now, as far as it relates to this game, um, well, let's see. We're we're playing Drew Willie. Do I really need to go any farther than that? I mean, please, BC Lions, do not lose to these guys. Do not let me come on here a week from now and have to face these people that they lost to Drew Willie. I can't see that. The Montreal Alouettes are an utter train wreck. Let's face it. They were, they've were they got no real leadership at the um, quarterback. They have no top quarterback. They've got a head coach that's never coached in the CFL before. It's a disaster there right now. They're, they're making a big deal that they brought back an old Chip Cox. Well, let's face it. If you're jumping up and down and getting excited over that, you got a long year ahead of you. I think it starts this weekend at BC Place. I think this one could be a bit of a laugher because, quite frankly, the Alouettes are just that bad. I'm going to say the Lions are going to take this one 35-11. to 35-11? Yes. Okay. Uh, it is um, Joel Figueroa. Thank you. Right, the big Edmonton Eskimo guy. Me. Yeah, Joel Figueroa. Figueroa, yeah, or something. Yeah, whatever. Like Close to it. Okay, William, are you going to yes. go back to your? Um, okay, so here it is, guys. Here it is. 2017 thing and go okay. with BC all again, again and again. Here it is. Here it is. I'm go. I'm going with BC to or on Saturday or whatever they play. But if BC loses to Montreal, I am <laughs> not going to pick BC again this year, okay? Because if they lose to Montreal, they should just quit before the season starts. I'm sorry, because Montreal is that bad, okay? And Drew Willie, really? So <laughs> I, I, I'm going to make this real quick and real short. Um, BC, 27, and... Uh, Montreal, Drew Willie's the quarterback. Montreal, not nine. Nine, okay. Three, three field goals, baby. Okay. <laughs> You're picking BC. You know, if if BC loses to Montreal in this game, I'm not picking BC for the rest of the season. <laughs> I'm glad because that's pathetic. Okay. Mark, 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 Mark. Help me, save me. As, as much as I hate to, I obviously am taking BC against Montreal. Um, if there's a free space at the start of the season, it's Montreal. Um, but that being said, Montreal's defense looks very good. They've got Joe Burnett. They've got Tommy Campbell. They've got Chip Cox. He's back for another year. John Bowman's back for another year. So they've got a lot of top-line defensive players. Now, it, if the interception machine of Jonathan Jennings shows up like it did last year, if that shows up, they have a chance. I'm not saying they'll win, but they have a chance. But it is a Drew Willie-led team. Uh, yeah, um, consi- the whole, they did bring in Jeff Matthews though, that used to play for Hamilton, and I think he was in Toronto for a short time too. So they they have him as well as Matt Schlitz. Um, boy, uh, 
you know, their defense is going to have to score three or four touchdowns, which we know isn't going to happen. I'm going to go BC 27. I'll give Montreal one touchdown on an interception, so 12, 27-12. 27 to 12, eh? Okay, just before we go any further, you do know who their offensive coordinator is, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. It's everybody's safari, favorite. Safari Jones. I'm just, I'm just pointing that out, okay? I just <laughs> want to make sure that we all know what this is. So you're going 27 to 12 for BC. Okay. Chris, do you believe the Rich Stubler defense has got what it takes to stop the BC Lions? No. No. I I they they're going to be it's going to be the best thing of their team to watch, but it's still not going to be anything that's going to excite anybody and it's I mean I, yeah I, I don't know I, I this this game is what it is Montreal is what it is um I'm hoping to see good things from John, uh, Jonathan Jennings I hope he sees a much improved team so I mean I am I'm totally on board for that and hopefully they take the opportunity to take that game and and light it up and go and and get their confidence back so I'm going to go BC 30, uh, and I'm going to give Montreal two points. Two points? They're not going to get a field goal. Yeah, they'll get two rouges or a safety maybe. I can tell Chris believes in Drew Willie. I can tell. <laughs> yep. Two points. Two points. I'm going to give him two points. I don't think that's ever happened on this show. I don't think. Charles, can you remember that? Even in Will's ridiculous scores, has that ever happened? Not that I can recall. Oh, my good Lord. Okay. Now let's get back to reality. What's reality here? We don't know. Montreal Alouettes are anything but real. So, but are the BC Lions, and all indications to me, seems that this is a much improved team with something to prove 21 seasons in the playoffs and they blow it last year. No, the new string starts today, this week. BC Lions are going to annihilate the Montreal Alouettes. It's going to be a score of 42 to 10. I like Chris's score of two. I wish I could do that. But 42 to 10 is what the BC Lions are going to beat the Alouettes by. Wow. This is cool. This is very cool. Okay, guys. Thank you very much for doing this. This was a lot of fun. Uh, Took the first hour and put it to bed. This is what we're going to do every Wednesday show before the week's weekend games and on Sunday night we're going to have our first Sunday night show this week people I hope you're all ready for that we are going to wrap up the weekend's games we're going to review them break them down and declare the winner on our predictions it is this is what it's about is this football at its best let's talk CFL is going to call it for you here
Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. Well, let's go on. Segment number five, Eastern Division Preview with Select, who we think will finish where in the Eastern Division. Ooh, I got, I'm going to have to make a spreadsheet for this and, and keep you guys accountable. Okay. Do we keep the same order? Charles, what do you guys think? What do you think in Edmonton okay. or in, in Eastern Division is going to be here? Okay. Fourth place is easy. Uh, fourth place is uh, the nice home where the Montreal Alouettes will be living this year. Enjoy that. Uh, I think third place, second and third are really kind of a, um, I are really kind of the the ones I question here. I think fourth place is easily Montreal, and I think first place is going to be Toronto. Uh, it's just a matter of Hamilton or Ottawa. They're, where are they going to finish? I'm going to give a slight edge to Ottawa because I, quite frankly, I like Trevor Harris right now more than either um, Johnny Manziel or um, Jeremiah Mazzoli. Uh, I would take Rick Campbell over... Um, what's June, Jones? Face, uh, June Jones. Not to say... Uh, June Jones has done wonders with that team. I'm not saying that, but I just think that at this point, Ottawa was a little bit better. So my my uh, standings in the East are going to be Toronto first, Ottawa second, Hamilton third, and Montreal in the basement. Hard to argue with that one. I kind of like it myself. The one thing I don't think that people are giving Ottawa Red Blacks enough respect this year. I really don't. I don't think they gave them any respect last year. And they may not have earned it. <clears throat> but this year, I think, uh, I don't know. I don't know. William, one, two, you know three, what? four the of these. Biggest, the, the, the biggest thing for me um, with Ottawa is they have Noel Thorpe this year. Okay? Uh-huh. That's huge. That's huge. Their defense is going to be better. I believe their defense is going to be much better. Still not sold on Trevor Harris. And believe it or not, Mark, Dom Davis looked pretty freaking good in the preseason, Okay. He really did. Anyways, this is easy for me. It's going to be Toronto, Ottawa, Hamilton, Montreal. So no difference from what you're seeing from Charles? No, sir. Okay. So next up is going to be Mark. And what you got there, brother? Um, well, first, Will, yeah, he did look pretty good in his game, but he also looked okay when he was in preseason with Winnipeg. It doesn't translate to the regular season, as we saw. Anyway, I'm going to go Toronto in first, disagree with everybody, and throw Hamilton in second, Ottawa third, and Montreal fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. Wow, okay. Let's, um... What's this? Fat guys with big wallets? Is that what you just posted? Yep. What? Offensive linemen making big money in the CFL. Offensive linemen make big money in the NFL. If I remember correctly, left tackle saw a second highest paid position on a team. Go figure. Okay. Everybody makes big money in the NFL. Yeah. Well, yeah. Even the Chris roster guys. 
Even the practice roster guys, yeah. I mean, way more than I do. Okay. Chris? Um, yeah, no. Jeez, uh, I don't think there's a lot of variance in it. I think uh, Toronto will be first. Montreal will be last. It's just really that Hamilton-Ottawa picture. Where is it going to go? I think it's going to go Ottawa, then Hamilton. So Ottawa second, Hamilton third, Montreal in the basement. By a lot. By a lot. As you can tell. By a lot. Okay. So I got to ask you guys a question before I come out. I'll do mine anyhow. I'm going to agree with the three out of the four here and go Toronto, Ottawa, Hamilton, and Montreal. So here's the question right across the board here, gentlemen, starting with Charles. Will the Hamilton Tiger Cats make the playoffs this year? You picked them in third. Will there be a crossover? I don't think – I do think there will be a crossover. I just think the West is still so strong. Uh, I think all five teams in the West uh, are good enough to make the playoffs. And I still think that I would still say that all five teams in the West are better than Hamilton. So, no, I don't think – I think they'll be close. They'll be right on the bubble right to the end. I still think we see a crossover. Okay. William, crossover or Hamilton makes the playoffs? No, I think Hamilton's going to make the playoffs this year. They are going to make the playoffs this year? Yes, sir. Okay. Why? I think they're a better team than they were last year. They came really close last year. They came really close, even though they started zero and eight. You sure right. was zero and nine? Um, zero and nine. I thought it was zero and eight, but Maybe. I could be wrong. Um, doesn't matter. They almost made the playoffs, and I think they're going to make playoffs this year because I think they've improved. I do think they've improved. Um, there's no who's the starting quarterback anymore right now, anyways. But once again, that that beginning of the season where they pay, play five Western teams right off the bat, who does this scheduling? They could very easily go 0-5. The only saving grace is I think they play Winnipeg once or twice. And once again, if Strievler doesn't show up, it could, they could win a couple of games in the beginning. So... I still think they're going to make the playoffs, though. Hamilton plays uh, Winnipeg once in great game in week three. Once. Okay. Yeah, they play in week three. They play the Riders a couple of times. Nichols might... could be back for that. What in week, week three? three? I don't. I don't think so, no. Mark. No, 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 no. I don't. Week four. That's week four of his injury. That's not he's not going to be back in. He's not going to be back in four weeks, Mark. You Trust never know. Me. You never. Yes, Trust we do. Me. Good luck. Okay, diversity is strength, and that's why this panel works so well. Mark, you picked Ottawa. Why we're all pasty? White, we're all pasty white Canadians, Christopher. What does that have to do with diversity? <laughs> Come on. 
you're a Stampeders fan. I'm a Lions fan. Mark's oh, a okay. Bombers fan, okay. and Chris Chris okay. is mixed up between we weren't those talking two. Talking about race. We weren't talking about race. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. There is only one race. It's the human race. Okay, buddy. Okay. I like your PC attitude, Christopher. There's only one race. Okay, Mark, you picked Ottawa in third place in the Eastern Division. Will they make the playoffs? No. No, the West is just too strong. I think you're going to see Ottawa slide back a little bit this year. Just not not a fan of Trevor Harris, eh? Never have been. Never have been. Okay. Chris. Crossover. I don't think, uh, and I picked Hamilton to be third, so no, they don't make it. And uh, I, I think that the East will look better than it did last year, but I just think the West is still way too strong that that, that fourth place is going to be a better record and is going to cross over. I think the fifth place is going to be better. <clears throat> but you never know. No. Okay. We're going to jump over to the Western Division now. This is where it's going to get ugly, and we're going to end up throwing things at each other. Charles, pick the West. Okay. Oh, boy. This is, this is a tough – this is the tough one. The East, the East was easy. The West is a pain in the ass. Uh, I'm going to pick Edmonton to finish first. Um, I just – I don't know why. I just feel a bit of a, a stumble coming on Calgary. Not that they're going to not be a good team. I still think they're a very good football team. Uh, I just wonder about the psyche of some of those players having lost back-to-back Grey Cups. And, you know, they've made some changes there. I just, um, I don't know, I just see a, a step backward for Calgary. So I'm picking Edmonton first, Calgary in second. And I honestly see could see any of the three teams fin- remaining finishing 3-4-5. Uh... I'm going to give the third place spot to the Bombers. They would have possibly jumped up to second place had Matt Nichols gone down with the injury. I just think the Bombers are going to they're going to stumble out of the gate without Matt Nichols. So I'm going to have them down in third. I'll pick the Lions fourth in the crossover. I think they're going to be better than people think this year. I think that defense is going to keep them in a lot of games, and I don't see Jonathan Jennings having as poor a year this year. Maybe I'm just a fan. Maybe I'm delusional. I think he's going to bounce back this year. And I'm going to put Saskatchewan in fifth. I really I hate their, their quarterbacking. Uh, I'm not sure Zach Caleros is the answer. I don't think Brandon Bridge is the answer. They've got really uh, running game-wise. I mean, I guess they're going with Jerome Messam. But he can only do so much at his age. He's 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 past his best before date. They've certainly got an extremely talented um, uh, group of receivers. Receivers. I'm not sure their quarterbacks are going to are good enough to get them the ball as much as they need to. Uh, so I'm going to pick BC fourth, and I'm going to put Saskatchewan fifth. I think they stumble this year. Okay. 
William. Wow, this is this is gonna be insane. You know, really all is. five teams, all five teams in the West have question marks. My big question mark with Calgary is because they've lost a bunch of leadership. Does that affect them adversely, or does it help them adversely? Um, BC, does Jonathan Jennings come back and play well as he did a year ago or two years ago? If he does, BC's right up there. Saskatchewan, if Zach Calaris finds his old form, which he hasn't showed yet, Saskatchewan could be scary. Winnipeg, I thought, was going to be scary when they had a quarterback. And you know what? Six games into it, they might have a quarterback bat, or they may find the next five-year starter in Winnipeg, and it's Chris, Chris Strievler. And uh, who's the last one? Come on, help me here, guys. Oh, Edmonton, I didn't mention Edmonton. Uh, Edmonton. Edmonton, I think Edmonton's going to be a shit show this year. So here you go. You ready for this, guys? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Calgary. Calgary, yeah. and I'll I'll emphasize 18-0. and 0. Um, Calgary, Winnipeg, BC, Edmonton, Saskatchewan. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. My first place team was his fourth place team. How about that? I think that speaks to the... Uh, the, how good the West is going to be. And the reason I pick uh, Edmonton so far down, uh, uh, Charles, is I want to come to the Grey Cup this year, and you will not see me there if Edmonton's in the Grey Cup, okay? Oh, jeez. You will not yeah. see me there. You can come I back will puke them. first. I, I, will, yeah. I would even go to Saskatchewan Grey Cup. Huh. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Mark! Mark! How much faith do you have in your Blue Bombers this year? I still have faith, even if Nichols is out the full six. What did BC do the one year, 0-6 and then what? 0-5. Or 0-5, but what did they do after that? Uh, it was ridiculous. It was, uh, yeah, they won the Grey Cup. Yeah. Let's just say that. So it is the Western Division. You can take your quarter and you can flip it 35, 40, 50 times come up with a different lineup every time and make an argument for whatever lineup you have. <laughs> it's that Ten. close. 10-4. Um, yeah. I'll go with Calgary first. Uh, hate to say this if Zach Caleros is healthy, Saskatchewan second. If he stays healthy and can go, Saskatchewan second. Third, I'm going to go Edmonton. Fourth, Winnipeg. And then BC. <laughs> okay. Oh, Mark, I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> I think Saskatchewan's going to be an extremely dangerous team. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think the rest of us are seeing that. We'll see. No, Chris. 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 Oh uh, well, I. I... I think Mark hit it on the head with you could uh, pretty much flip a coin, uh, totally randomize it from first to fifth and make an argument that you're right. (laughs) So this is really just pulling it out of the old butt, um, which it always is anyway. 
Uh, Calgary's going to be first. I, I, not just because I'm a fan, but I am of Edmonton too, but in Edmonton will be second. And that could very well flip. But Calgary, Edmonton, uh, I'm going to put BC third. I just, I, I got a feeling that I like them. And, uh, Saskatchewan, Winnipeg. And sorry, Mark, but. I think that I think the Matt Nichols thing hurts him more than he, I, I. I wouldn't want to if Bo went down. I wouldn't want to agree, admit to it either. But I think Winnipeg's going to scramble hard, and I think they're going to. I think they're going to get too far behind too fast, and I don't think they'll be able to recover from it. I really don't. It sucks. I was I was really looking forward to watching them play good this year, but and maybe they'll finish strong. But it'll be like Hamilton. It'll be too little, too late. Okay. We got Montreal you know, in the first six. So there you go. You'll get a win. Yeah. One There's win. Three, <laughs> you get one win. Nine, nine, eight for Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> now come on, that's too many points for Montreal. Um, here's my take on this: is and I'm going to do, deal with the bombers here because. Mark is 100% convinced that Matt Nichols is going to come back before week six and is going to be an all-star quarterback. The problem is, is that every quarterback that comes back from an injury does not come back at 100% and usually plays injured for the rest of the season. Bo Levi's numbers were off. Travis Lule's numbers were off. Jonathan Jennings' numbers were off. Every quarterback that came back injured from an injury – didn't come back and light it up. Nobody did. Remember Henry Burris came back injured and kept going. Yeah, yeah, he won the Grey Cup. Trevor Harris came back. He was injured. Ricky Reyes come back and and, and dragged his ass through seasons. So just because Matt Nichols says that that they say he's going to come back in four to six weeks does not mean he's coming back in form. I'm really having problems ranking Winnipeg right now because I don't know whether to put them in the basement or not because they're that going to be that iffy. I wasn't going to say that bad, just that iffy. Um, I am really at a loss, but I'm going to take Calgary in first place just because they're Calgary. And it's hard for me to put them anywhere else. I would like to put them in second place, but then I would get yelled at because I'm putting the BC Lions in second place. And then I'm going to put the Edmonton Eskimos, and then I am going to put the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and I'm going to put the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in last place. And you can have fun with that, Will, and I hope you choke on it. Well, no, you you made a mistake, Christopher. When you said quarterbacks don't come back, you know, after an injury, all I can no, say I said, is two thousand. I said most. Okay, so I guess he's not most. Two thousand and fifteen, Mike Riley. Oh my God. Oh yeah, but that's Mike Riley. He, yes, I know. Okay, Matt Nichols but, is anyways. not Mike Riley. True that. Okay, Mike, Mike that, Riley's a freak of nature. 
Yeah, yeah. No, without question, Mike Riley is a freak of nature. That's a good way of putting it. I mean, the guy is just amazing. Yeah, uh, my only thing is... And the scariest thing... The scariest thing is, and we've said this before on this show, if anybody's starter gets hurt, forget about it. Mm-hmm. It's over. All right? Pretty simple. It's over. So let's hope that doesn't happen. But Edmonton has Kevin Glenn. There you go. <sighs> okay, so they'll they'll get to the Grey Cup, but they won't win. Or, sorry, they'll get to the playoffs, but they won't win. Well, that's or kind of like Bo Levi, isn't it'll it? It'll be the last game of the season for the crossover, and Kevin Glenn will throw an interception. Okay? <laughs> At hey, the most inopportune time, which he always does. To anybody that's out there uh, listening right now, uh, Will actually does love Kevin Glenn. He's, he's, a, he's a big Kevin Glenn fan, okay? As I am. I am. am. Uh, without am, question, but, but reality but is reality. It's a bot, okay? Yeah, there's a bot. Okay. Wow. I, You know, I'm really tossed in the bottom three on my list because I picked Edmonton early yeah. on to be the, the, the bottom of the Western Division. And uh, now Winnipeg doesn't have a quarterback, and Saskatchewan doesn't look like they have a quarterback. And Edmonton has an awesome quarterback. So I had to put Edmonton up higher there, and I honestly truly believe the BC Lions uh, last year was a a complete and total anomaly, and uh, they have corrected just about every facet of their game that they had a problem with, and they were a strong team the year before, so... I got BC in second place. I know you guys don't like that. Can't agree with it. Even yeah, I like it, it. Even Charles didn't like it and picked the Lions. In I like it. I didn't, didn't necessarily agree, but I like it. I'd be thrilled if that happens. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. Home playoff game for the BC Lions this year. I'm fine with that too. Winnipeg crossing hey, over Chris, to play Chris, Christopher Ottawa. Will you change? Will you change your order next week if? Uh, DC loses to Montreal. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'll put BC okay, in last cool. place. I will put okay, BC cool. in last place, okay? No no question about it. I will if BC loses to Montreal, I will redo this. I will eat a whole shitload of crow, okay? No doubt about it. If BC loses to Montreal, I, you know what? I may just not come on the podcast for the rest of the season. <clears throat> I, I will be, or I'll be doing the podcast, and I'll get a video up, and I'll be doing it with a paper bag over my head. Okay? The earphones on the paper bag, it would be kind of funny. Okay, so those are our predictions. Eastern, Western divisions. Okay, can I ask one other question here? Who's the Great Cup winner? Right. Charles? Who's going to win it all? Grey Cup winner. I'm going back with the home team, uh, the Grey Cup. I'm going to say Edmonton. So you're picking Edmonton. William, Grey Cup winner. Do you have to ask? No, it's Calgary. Thank you. Mark, are you picking Winnipeg? No, I'm picking Calgary. You're picking Calgary? 
Mark, yeah. who you got? You just asked me. Oh, sorry, Chris. Chris, Chris. Calgary. You're picking Calgary? I'm picking yep. the BC Lions. I'm picking Calgary. BC Lions yeah. are going to win the Grey Cup this year. Wally Buono's last year. They're going to do it for him. That's the way it is. Call me a homer. Call me a realist. I don't care. Hey, I'm I would actually guys. go to a BC. I would actually go to a BC Grey Cup and cheer for BC. I okay, and I might be <laughs> sitting right beside you, brother. That. You know what? If the BC Lions make it to the Grey Cup, I will be sitting beside you in Edmonton this year. Okay, deal. I'll be there regardless, and I'll buy you the ticket. I'll I'll wear I'll even wear orange. Ooh. <laughs> I, I I'll buy that. I'm gonna remember. hang on. I'm gonna buy that jersey for you. Do you want the home jersey or the away jersey? Do you want the creamsicle one or like, the really I, cool I, black and no, orange? No, I, I like the really orange one. I like the bright orange one. Yeah, okay. creamsicle. I really do. But you gotta get an offensive lineman put on there. Sorry. Anything you want. Anything you want. Okay, but okay, buddy. Hmm, I didn't like that, Mark. What I the hell? Know. I just read that that's not good. Yeah, th- I'm they're not surprised not, though because it was not, a monsoon today. Yeah, they're not important players though, so I'm okay. Uh, I like Shaq Johnson though. I do, I do too. But he, it, it, as our receivers go, uh, anyhow, I just so people are out there doing uh, Lowell Ulrich from uh, fifth quarter. Fourth quarter. Fifth quarter? Fifth quarter. Sorry. I don't know. I uh, can't say it was a result of the monsoon, which engulfed parts of Surrey, but the BC Lions might be down two starters for their season opener. Neither Shaq, wide receiver Shaq Johnson with a foot injury, nor defensive back Gary Peters with a hamstring injury finished the practice. So hopefully they're doing okay. Uh, we're not going to blame it on the weather because they should be used to it in Vancouver. But that does not give BC Lions an excuse to lose to the Montreal Alouettes. Nope. Nope. The Lions nope. should be able to beat the Alouettes with their B team. Let's face it. I think they did, or could. Yeah, so definitely. Okay. Where are we here for time? 20 after 9. Depending on your time zone, of course. Uh, it's that time of the year. Again, TSN has come up with the top 50 players in the CFL list. Are there any surprises to anyone on this list, on or off? I don't like doing this. I never like doing this. I couldn't care less who the top 50 players are or were. Is this all time or just currently? No, no, this is just currently. Currently. Jonathan Jennings, number one spot there. Let's see. I don't even think Jonathan Jennings made the list, to be honest. No, he didn't. I don't think they should. Mike Riley, Bo Levi-Mitchell. Okay, we got Mike Riley, we got Bo Levi, we got Andrew Harris, Solomon Aluminian, and Alex Singleton. Alex Singleton in fifth place. Ricky Ray is after Alex Singleton. Jesus, what the hell (laughs) is this guy doing? Greg Ellingson, Duron Carter in eighth place, S.J. Green. I hate Willie that. Jefferson. I hate that. Willie Jefferson? Duron Carter. Willie Jefferson oh, made the top 
Deron Carter made the top ten. Oh, my good Lord. Deron Carter is probably pissed at that, too, because he's not number one. Who did this? Oh, yeah, they're not even willing to put their name on it. They just got CFLBPA down. A panel of people. Deron Carter was 35 last year. 30. Okay. No, no. Uh, There's 30 people that vote on this list. Oh. With TSN, TSN, the media. There's 30 votes. Oh, I don't. This is this is ridiculous. I would take uh, Roosevelt on the riders before I take Deron Carter. Okay, what do you guys think of the top, first top ten? Mike Riley, Bo Levi, Andrew Harris, Solomon Aluminium, Alex Singleton, Ricky Ray, Greg Ellingson, Deron Carter, S.J. Green, and Willie Jefferson. I am, personally, I think Deron's a bit too high. I think he's top twenty. I don't know if he's top ten, because I'm with you, Christopher. I would I prefer naming Roosevelt. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how Willie Jefferson gets number ten. He's a good player. I don't think he's top ten. Okay, uh, Willie, what do you got to say here? You know what I I don't, don't care? like uh, no. I, well, I don't care, but I don't like Gerard Carter being so high. And I think, just my opinion, I think Andrew Harris is is high. Really? Yeah, I do. He's what, third? Yeah, he's third. Mm-hmm. He's third. He had a hell of a year last year. He did so. He did so. I mean, I agree with Mike Riley being number one because he was the MOP last year or whatever the heck you want to call it. So there you go. Um, Bo Levi Mitchell is Bo Levi Mitchell. I'm sure he believes he's number one. That's all that matters. Um, so there you go. I have no problem. I mean, after 20 or after 10, who cares? I mean, you could debate every single one of them. I think, uh, Christopher, I think Alex Singleton deserves to be there because he's basically last year was his second year starting, and he won the he won the defensive player. So, and I think he, if he doesn't decide to try the NFL, I think he'll be a all time CFL great. So. Neiman Roosevelt is all the way down at 25. Good Lord. And wasn't he Saskatchewan's... Who was Saskatchewan's best receiver last year? Neiman Roosevelt was. It wasn't Deron Carter. It was Neiman Roosevelt. Yeah. He just doesn't talk. That's the problem. Regardless of where he was last year, I can't believe they got Adam Big Hill in 18th. He should be higher. Okay, I, 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 I'm sorry. I don't care what team he plays for. I'm an Adam Big Hill fan. He's top ten in this league. If you yeah, got any, if you got any defensive player up there above him besides Solly, yeah, I'm but, not buying it. But by the look of this list, they're taking last year. Adam Big Hill shouldn't be on the list. Yeah, well, Matt Nichols should be on the list. He had zero tackles, zero sacks, zero everything last year because he wasn't here. So that's why I don't like this list. I think it's stupid. T.J. Heath actually made the list. 
Mm-hmm. Ahead of Manny. I was going to say, Manny Arsenal at 34 seems low to me, but that's just me. I really don't have an issue with Carter being in the top ten, simply because it's not all about his receiving. It's also about his defensive back. And going into this year, he's playing both ways. Every game, apparently, he's going to be playing both ways. So he played both positions very effectively, so you really you, there's no reason he shouldn't be in the top ten. Um Obviously, Mike Riley. I don't think any, we even need to go there. It's just obvious. Uh, Harris, I thought at first was a little high, but then going off of last year and everything, you've got to have him up in the top five. Singleton, no issue whatsoever putting him in the top five. None. They found a kid that came out of nowhere and is the best defensive player right now in the CFL. That's why he got the award. So, no, I, I, after the top ten, I really stopped looking at it like, okay, Nichols is, I think he was at 14th, but uh, I guess he'll drop for next year's. Uh, really, that's about it. Okay. <coughs> Chris, what do you got? What do you think on this one? You know what? I really dislike this whole thing. I've never been a big fan of it, and I understand the fans enjoy it, but, uh, yeah, I got to say, I definitely am not a huge fan of making top 50 lists, but I I didn't disagree with anything that they did. I, I think it's very subjective. Um, and some of the people that vote use stats. Some people use past years. Some use just last year. Some use, yeah, like it just, when you, when you hear these guys talk about how they voted, it's very, very subjective. And, uh, you know, you, you can make an argument for wherever anybody lands. Um, I mean, I, I personally dislike Carter a lot. Uh, I'm most of us do, um, so I don't like that he's up there. But he's a showman, and that's what the. I mean, you got media people voting on it, right? So they give them lots of talk about and fodder. So um, I personally think that he did not. Uh, sounds like he did not play very good as a DB against Calgary in the preseason, and I would be surprised to see him play both ways. I think that he was just it was just BS as usual from Jones, and I think he'll be a receiver, but uh, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I just like him being up there, but I don't think you could argue why he's there. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I never really I, – I always enjoy listening to the guys that don't make it talk about why they should have been on there, but um, so I guess the only real surprise I had is how far Simone Lawrence fell. I mean, he was in the 40s somewhere. And he's usually been in the top 10, 20 the last couple of years. So that one kind of surprised me. But And, I, and, and mostly because I, I can't wait to hear him chirp about it. Because so, he's definitely a chirper about it. So, But, yeah, no, it's not something I, uh, that thrills me anyway. So it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, one kicker made the list. Did you notice that? Yeah, yes. I was Just, gonna mention that Lock. to you actually. Justin Medlock, Medlock. number forty two. 
The only kicker, yep. That's funny. Yep. That's funny. Travis Bond down at 46. Oh, fuck. I'm not sure about that. He got cut. He got cut. I know. He got cut. It says uh, free agent on his which team he plays for on the list. It's funny as hell. Free agent. Yes, he is free agent. Well, technically, he doesn't have a team, so he's not currently in the league. That's right. But it was based now, on last year, like I said. So now, now I have a question for you, Kyrie Bear, number twenty-eight. Did he retire? <laughs> uh, no, he's playing for it, Ottawa this year. No, isn't he's he? still there. He's yeah. still around. Yep. He's going oh, Ottawa. back to Ottawa. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be funnier if he did. So let's just say he retired. <laughs> but he, he was, wasn't he? Wasn't he third last year in tackles? I'm pretty sure he was. He was in the top five. Probably. Uh, he was on a bad team, so probably. He was, uh, in, yeah, he was third. He was third behind Alex Singleton and Solly. He also took a pretty for, uh, shot 30, tackle. What is he, 36? He's got to be all 37, I think. 37. I think he's 37. I think so. Yeah. But I also but heard that, that in the preseason game, he took a pretty cheap shot on somebody, too. I can't remember. but Yeah, he's yeah, going to be 38. He's going to be 38 that's before Kyrie the season's over. And that's the shame yeah. about Kyrie Hebert. He He's an absolute beast on the field. He's been doing it forever. But all everybody talks about is he's a goon. Yeah, he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. He's a great player. Whether you admit it or not, you know, he really is. And he's not even a he's not even that bad of a guy. I follow him on Twitter and stuff. He's a, he's a pretty down-to-earth guy. It's just I I don't understand why he never learned how to play nice with others. Like he just like he he just he just I don't know. I get, you know what? I would I I think Alway would have been the exact same way. I don't think those guys can learn how to control it. They don't think they can turn it on and off. So, I don't know. But off the field, he's a pretty nice guy, actually, I'm told. So, and like I said, just following him on Twitter and stuff, he seemed to be pretty normal. But, yeah, he is a goon when he plays. Yeah, so be it. Okay, so I really don't have anything else to talk about this list. And, uh, I don't know, we could go on. We could talk about this list for four and a half years. And uh, and by the time we get to the end of it, it it's changed at least half a dozen times. So. Yep. Not sure what you can say about that. Okay. Uh, Winnipeg coach Mike O'Shea has named Chris Strebler, Strebler as this week as his week one starter. Given all that we saw in the preseason and the fact that Alex Ross has more experience, is this a surprise? Started off with Mark. Are you surprised by this action? I know what your hashtag is. <laughs> no, you know, when I was going to watch in training camp and some of the practices and stuff, Alex Ross did absolutely nothing for me. Um 
obviously, like there was one other quarterback brought in, Zach Mahoney, who did not get one offensive snap in preseason, in training camp, anything. So he was there as cannon fodder. Um, But through camp, Strebler won the position through camp. He was going to be the backup regardless. He was going to be the number two guy. Ross just he showed me what he showed me in BC last year in the little bit of time he played was he's junk. So it wasn't a surprise to me. You know, obviously the surprise is he's going into his first start of his career. But uh, as for him being Strebler being the starter, no, I've. I was hoping we were going to see that. And majority of fans in Winnipeg were thinking the same thing. Ross just, what, you guys saw it in BC last year. Did he impress you at all? No. Really didn't but it see did, enough of him. It doesn't matter what quarterback uh, Winnipeg starts. It's their first first start. Yeah, exactly. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, I will say from the training camp and then from the football games too, Strebler took more control of the huddle. Even in training camp when he was running the second team, he was barking at them in the huddle. He took control. So the kid, who knows? But he's definitely deserved it over Alex Ross. We'll find out when the bullets really start flying tomorrow night, though. Yeah, and we'll see how long he lasts. Well, they said he has, doesn't have a short leash. O'Shea said on um, the coach's show the other night that they have no intention of changing anything. He's not on any kind of leash. He's not going to play a couple of bad series and get pulled. So he's the starting quarterback. Okay. Who we got? What's going on here? That was Chris. You what? thought it was Chris. me, didn't you? You thought I it was did. me, didn't you? I did. Okay. But it was Chris oh. breathing into the mic. I did, too. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. I don't recognize that. Okay. I, I just mute each person until I find out who it was. That's okay. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I can't believe that he's not on a short leash. But that being said, neither was Drew Willie. They kept him around for, what, six games or so, or whatever it was. Three seasons. <laughs> no, I mean as a starter. Three seasons. Three seasons as a starter. Really? Yeah, it was the yeah. third season when we dumped him. Okay, okay. My apologies. Okay, Chris, see if we can stop you from snoring on the air. <laughs> I was actually just going upstairs, so I was probably just panting, you know, all that huge shape that I'm in. Because yeah, yeah, circle yeah. round is a shape, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, round is a shape. Ask Will. You know what? Indeed. <laughs> That's right. You be quiet, always... Christopher Jones. Be quiet. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. I'm down 27 pounds, Christopher Jones. Yeah. So are you under 300 yet? Um, Yes, sir. I'm gonna break 290 this weekend, guaranteed. Okay. Oh, good for you. Go ahead. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats, um, Will. You know, as 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 Christopher pointed out, 
both, no matter who they picked, it was going to be their first start. With that in, in scenario in place, then I'm not surprised because I wouldn't be surprised either way because on these kind of decisions, I'm going to always default to your coaching staff. They know these guys better than we do. We see them for brief little moments at preseason games and yada, yada. And even if you go and watch all the practices, you only still see what you see. You've got to default to the coaching staff that they're making the right decision and pick from based off of everything they know and see and, and, and understand about their players. So it doesn't surprise me. Um, I think either one of them, it wouldn't surprise me if Ross was. And, and like I said, I, I, I don't think it needs to be a short leash. I think if the score is out of control by halftime, you put Ross in because you might as well treat it like a preseason game and get them both, make them both get into the actual line of fire. Like I still say, we see Ross. I, I think we do, and it's not because of a short leash issue. I think it's just we. O'Shea would be smart to see what he's got in both quarterbacks because, he, unless it's a, you know, unless one goes in and lights it up, but do we really think that's going to happen? I, I, it might, maybe, but you know, I don't know. But I, I again, I, I, I would never make a judgment call based off who they're starting. Being really surprised because they just understand it far better than we do. They understand their players far better than we do. So they made the choice for a reason. They saw something. Okay. That's it. Mm-hmm. William. You know what? I, I believe that most quarterbacks to start with usually have usually have A type personalities, okay? And I believe to be a quarterback you have to be ultimately confident. And because we don't know this Chris Strebler guy yet, um, he might be brimming with confidence. And you know what? He might walk into that game this week and just let it all hang out because, let's face it, he's got nothing to lose because they're not going to put Alex Ross in. And, and I mean, one of my and, – and I know you're going you're gonna to talk about this for days, Christopher – is that one of my favorite things about Bo Levi is he's an he's arrogant to the point or he's confident to the point of arrogance. I heard I heard a story today on on his show when he tried out for the Stampeders in Florida. He went to their free agent camp and they watched some film. And at the time. Uh, at the time, I do believe Drew Tate was their starting quarterback, and he asked Dave Dickinson who number four was, and he told him. And Bo Levi Mitchell says, I'm going to take his job. And so you never know. This guy could have the same amount of confidence. We just don't know him yet. And you never know. He might go in and just blow it away. And, I mean, I know that's what me and Mark are hoping. Okay? And then we'll never hear from Matt Nichols again. But... Or he could fall flat on his face. Who knows? It, it'll be interesting. So it'll be this, interesting. Uh, is this deja vu for Matt Nichols all over again, as in Edmonton? One that has a starting job in, in training camp, gets hurt, and uh, somebody else walks in and takes over, and it's game over? If deja the vu. guy lights it up, if the guy lights it up for four weeks straight, it's pretty hard to pull a guy when he's winning. Mm-hmm. So, no argument there. You never. 
You never know. People say you don't lose your job to injury. That's a myth. There's been lots of guys that have lost their job to an injury. I mean, you go back yep. to, you go back to Jonathan Jennings when he filled in for Travis, a hurt Travis Lule, and he played those five games, man. I mean, he was impressive, and yep. he didn't know anything back then. So he he, act, he actually filled didn't fill in for Travis Lule. He filled in for that other guy. What's his name? Oh, the, other, I, the, um, the, the second Seattle string guy. guy, John John Beck. John Beck. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Who didn't get to go? Charles, was that you? Yeah, that would be me. And you. you know what? Alex Ross Strebler. The thing is, Alex Ross does not have an infinite amount more of experience than Strebler did. He was no. a third-string guy in BC last week, or last year, and did not, even with their struggles, did not really receive a whole lot of playing time. So while he has a slight bit of experience with a clipboard, Strebler, with a clipboard mostly, exactly, so, um, it's not a huge difference. It really isn't. Um, he's never started a game, just like, um, um, much like, um, Strebler. So, while he does have more experience than Strebler, the experience is minimal. So... And I wouldn't say that either one really outperformed the other one in preseason. So, really, uh, I can see why they would go with either guy because I, I don't think, um, uh, to be honest, uh, it's not a um, it's not a huge difference. So it's I don't think it makes cut. a difference. No, no, not at all. Okay, so you know when I go through the list, I always ask for some bit of wisdom from Chris. You know, I'm always asking him to bring some, some something to this group here in, in doing that. And he did it this time. And, and it, it was awesome. Because he said it's up to the coaching staff because they know more about these players than anybody. Without question, that is a, an ultimate truth. And uh, so, yeah, we have to yield to the, to the coaching staff of Michael Shea and, and his underlings. Because that who else? Who else knows these guys better? Armchair quarterbacks like us? No. No, I'm not buying that. No, you have to yield to the coaching staff, and they've, they've made their choice based on a lot more than a preseason game. Who had better camp? Who had this? Who, who studies film better? Who, who is a better student of the game? Who leads their team better in the locker room or in the huddle? They base this on a hell of a lot more things than who has got more experience at a clipboard. And it, even though he's got – Alex Ross has more experience in the clipboard, that doesn't mean that it's good experience or that he learned from it. I mean, shit, Drew Willie's got a ton of experience as a, in the <laughs> CFL, and I, I, I wouldn't want him as my water boy. So, yeah, reality sets in here. And, uh, no, I don't think Mike O'Shea surprised anybody with this pick. And uh, not at all. He might have surprised Alex Ross, but I don't know. Okay. 
So, our last segment, CFL teams made their final cuts this past week with some notable names included. Who was our biggest surprise cuts on the list? Now, do you guys pay attention to this? Because this list was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Rob Bag, Bakari Grant, Chad Owens, Travis Bond, and then the rest of the, the group does not matter. You missed one. Who? Um, I, I think BC is a better team this year because Kochi actually got cut. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. I can't argue with that. But he wasn't a good player that was cut. Okay. He was a good team, made a smart decision. Why he even got signed in the first place, I'm still at odds with. But, uh, yeah. I mean, seriously, is there anybody else on this list that you're looking at that says, oh, my God, really, he got cut? Stanley Williams, Willie Quinn, Anthony Parker, Randy Collins. Anthony Parker, yes. Anthony Parker, yes. He's a 10-year vet. Seven. Oh, or seven, whatever. I mean, but they got better Canadians. Obviously, they got, got better, better Canadians guys. that are cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yep. Younger, better, faster. Fast, uh, Faith Akati or whatever surprised me a bit, but I guess he didn't perform very well last year. So, but he's a first-round pick. It was kind of weird. Yeah. Usually, you give him a little more time than one year, but I guess he must really suck. <laughs> yeah, Ruben Randall, but, Brian Walker. Uh, Quinn, Quinn Van Gleewick. Quinn Van, Quinn Van Gilvick. Gilvick. He, was he this, actually uh, thir- surprised me. Yeah. I thought, I thought he could be a pretty good kicker in this league. Obviously not. Hey, if you got cut by Montreal, you ain't very good. I think that's fair. Okay. Brandon Thompson, Kieran Duncan. Sergio Castillo, nobody's surprised by that. Ed Illinick. Now, you know, once you get past the top four, Rob Bag, Bakari Grant, Chad Owens, and Travis Bond, it's really doesn't really make any difference. Now, who's surprised by Travis Bond being released? Defensive guard. You know, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Was. This was the man. Mm-hmm. Bond played a huge role in the Bombers' success in 2017, helping them host their first playoff game since 2011. Mark, were you surprised by Travis being kicked to the curb? I was very surprised at first, like extremely surprised. But when I sat and thought about it, and when I looked it up to make sure, um, Derek Dennis, Travis Bond, Win awards for top offensive linemen in the CFL. Both go to Saskatchewan. Both get tried in a different spot and both get cut. They, it's the systems. Saskatchewan's offensive line system obviously sucks. That's two straight top offensive linemen that they've had to get rid of because they didn't work. Bond's going to have a hard time trying, finding somewhere to go now. 
yeah. as an American offensive lineman, he may have to wait until week six or seven before the injuries start piling up. Mm-hmm. So it, it's got to be the systems in Saskatchewan for the offense, for the offensive line. I don't know. That's two straight top offensive linemen that they've gotten rid of. It just seems weird. It, it does. Well, and that's, that's an interesting theory. I'm curious to see how Derek Dennis does in Calgary this year. Very, very curious. Is the system? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So did you did you guys notice that the top four releases that I've named off that kind of are surprising, although Chad Owen's not really there, are all riders. Yep. They got rid of old men. When yeah, but I'm, I'm really I'm really surprised at Bakari Grant because he was a thousand yard receiver last year. Yeah, yeah, but but can you can you honestly say you're surprised with what Jones does because he does this every year, because they sign everybody, so yep, yeah. they they can't keep everybody because they wouldn't be under the cap. They got to play nope. enough cap games as it is. They sign absolutely everybody in the free world, include like Ojo and all those guys that didn't even make yep. it to this cut round, and then they cut like crazy, like. It, it never surprised me, and I don't think it's anything about age or anything like that. He just signs everybody he possibly can, and then throw them all in the field and pick the best and cut the rest. And you figure they're not going to really land really quick on a team because everybody spent their money already, so they're just not in the system against you either, right? Like it's just an it's a a hole way to do it, but he does it every year. <laughs> so no, it doesn't surprise me of anybody they cut because they were going to cut big names because they got to get rid of money. <laughs> It's the only way they well, can stand a cap. And I wonder if, if because he's pulled this off two years straight now with Travis Bond and, and Derek Dennis, okay, I tend to wonder if anybody's going to sign there for big money now as far as offensive linemen go. Because oh, anybody, what he does it's gotta be, That's right. And, it's got to be in your head when you sign there. And yep. the thing is, would you put it past Chris Jones to just do this on purpose, to just keep him away from other teams? <laughs> totally, because he's coming from. They're both times they're coming from division rivals. They ain't coming from the east. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I'm not. I'm sure by that just yet because I think Travis Bond is going to land on his feet. Um, but if, well, if sure we're talking, if we're talking about Kent Austin, I would agree with you without a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I could say that about Chris Jones. I mean, he's a dick on a lot of different levels, but I I haven't seen anything to show that he is that type of a manager. Mm-hmm. Have you? Well, can guess can also do it in the heart. People there, yeah. Yeah, but that that goes back to signing everybody and then getting rid of the money when it comes to season. That's not mm-hmm. that's not being vindictive. No, okay, I think that's fair. The other thing that's nice about them getting rid of Rob Bag, Sam Hurl's probably going to be the starting middle linebacker. Yeah. Yep. He's going to well, have to be on the field. Let's be honest, their Canadian depth is absolutely horrible. If they have an injury in a national, they are screwed. They got a big problem. Yeah, that's why I was surprised yeah. they got rid of Bag. Yep. But I, I don't, he doesn't think that way. I, 
I just, I don't know. Like I said, he's all about win now because he's about himself and he wants to go further with his career. And I, I know Saskatchewan loves him and he will create a winner for them, but there's going to be no structure there when he leaves. Like, I just, and I can't believe they can't see the fact that they've got zero, zero national depth. <laughs> like, like I, I pity if they lose one of them, they're going to be hurting hurting bad and 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 i and i wouldn't be surprised if we see another fine for not having the right ratio on the field (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah that just comes we expect that don't we yep okay yep so anybody anything else you want to talk about in here because we kind of got like uh six minutes or so that we can come up with anybody got any suggestions anything you want to talk about any really cool shout outs well i want to give a quick shout out seeing as we're here i'm going to give a quick shout out to uh our friend uh russ gordon i was just uh, going to say that who yeah who um uh probably fans right across the cfl know who he is because literally at every bc lions home game they show him he's in the front row uh, he's all dressed up. He's got the face painted. He's got the drum. He's got the, the Viking horns. He just won season's tickets for the BC Lions for the second year in a row. Uh, the contest out here in Abbotsford Nissan, and it's uh, Show Your BC Lions. It's a Facebook contest that they run. Show Your BC Lions um, um, uh, spirit and so on. Color. And, yeah. Show your colors, and he's won it for the second year in a row. So congratulations to him on that. Yeah. The Gentle Giant. Good way to put him. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's a very, very accurate description. Yeah. Okay, tomorrow night, Chris Reaver will be the first CFL quarterback to come out of college and start a season opener since Anthony Calvillo. Yep. Yep. Let's hope it's not a gong show. In what could be pouring rain and lightning. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Talk about something working against it. Like I said earlier, we could be seeing the second coming of Matt Dunnigan or Troy Kopp. Will remembers Troy Kopp. Okay. I'm I'm just going back through the Let's Talk CFL page, uh, Facebook page, and I'm uh, just – do you believe – when you post articles on here, Mark, are you just uh, just putting things that you find out there, or are you putting things that are – or, you know, have some talent to them or, or credibility, or are you just posting any shit that comes up? Pretty much just posting whatever comes up. Once the season okay. fully starts, then they low down on that. Andrew Wetnall believes the Alouettes can make the playoffs this season. <laughs> oh, God. I put that up there just for you, actually. <laughs> you got to have some entertainment on the page as well, Christopher. Uh. I almost want to put up a poll. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you guys would get a kick out of that one. So it's the year of the cougar, not the 35-year-old good-looking woman after the 18-year-old boy, but the mountain lion from B.C. Oh, my goodness. That's what I love to hear. 
Okay, so uh, I got a big shout out to my buddy Charles Cliff because he does everything that I can't and uh, takes care of the show when I'm not around. And he's still got my Manny bobblehead. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, I'm so happy. Anyhow, so um, just for the record now, um, oh, you know, I, I told you guys last week eh, that I got fired from my job, right? Because I was too honest and, and the boss didn't like honesty. Anyhow, um, the company fired him. And, and I guess they didn't like that. And they put up the contract to tender and uh, I, 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 we won the tender. So now I'll be back working again. Um, so I will be missing every second Wednesday podcast this season. So I just thought I'd let you guys know I can pretty much make every Sunday one, but every second Wednesday one, I will not be around. Okay. So three out of four, better than I've been doing in the past. Okay. So, and you'll got, probably miss more if, if BC loses to Montreal this weekend. <laughs> I'll miss them all. I will miss. I will miss them all. You know what? I think we could dress Charles as a quarterback and beat Montreal. No offense, Charles. Well. <laughs> Come on, Kyrie C. Bear's not there. You could be you'd be safe. All right, I'm good with that. Okay, so let's wrap this one up. Four minutes left in the show. We've done our shout-outs that we have. Uh, where's my little list here? There we go. Nope, that's not it either. I guess I got it on, on the computer here still. Bring it up. Boom. So we've got the Edmonton Eskimos playing in Winnipeg tomorrow night. And believe it or not, that is... 19 hours and 32 minutes before kickoff. Not even a day. Will, can you believe it? Not even a day until we have football. I am, I am looking so forward to that. It's not funny. 5.30 start Pacific Daylight Time. That is going to be an 8.30 game back east. Uh, then we follow up the next night, Friday night, Friday night football with the Toronto Argonauts in Saskatchewan at 6 p.m. Pacific time and Saturday night doubleheader with the Hamilton Tiger Cats in Calgary, followed by the Montreal Alouettes in BC at 7 o'clock. It's a weekend of football. I cannot tell you how extremely excited I am on this. And we will come back to you Sunday night. Don't forget, Sunday night, we'll do our first show at 8 p.m. And, uh, We'll wrap up the season, or sorry, the season. God, really, we're just starting the season. We'll wrap up the weekend's games and uh, take it over and have some fun. Okay. I'm going to close this show off. we got about 90 seconds left in it. So, um, Chris, fans, and uh, give share some wisdom. <laughs> uh, that's a tough setup, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it good night, is. everybody. Uh, it was uh, nice to be back, and I'm looking forward to the season uh, and being back on Let's Talk CFL. It's uh, it's a heck of a lot of fun to talk to these guys, and I assume you agree because you listen. So, good night. We we appreciate you coming back. We certainly missed you all summer, and I'm glad that you're back, buddy. You you definitely add something to the show. Thank you. Right on, Mark. Say good night. You're posting things. 
Good night, everybody. We've got real football tomorrow. It'll be fun to talk about it again on Sunday. Definitely. Sucks. Oh, yeah. Winnipeg sucks. You don't have a quarterback. Charles, say good night. Uh, good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the game. Football is finally back. We get to start watching real football starting tomorrow. So enjoy it, and we will talk to you on Sunday night. Okay. There we go. Will, say good night. Good night, everybody. Uh-huh. Go out. Go out. Yeah, way to go, buddy. Thanks a ton. Okay, this has been Christopher Jones. It's been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 254. It's in the books. It's showtime. We're going to start the 2018 CFL season tomorrow night. Take care, guys. We'll see you Sunday. Cheers.